0: Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: Oakland A's baseball is just an hour away. And that's swung on it. Hit
2: the left center and hit well. Benintendi going back at the track. Turning around. He'll look and watch it. Skies went to center. Back is Buxton. Takes a look.
3: Up it goes and gone!
1: It's time to take you inside the clubhouse with the A's Total Access pregame show. Presented by Chevron. Follow the A's 24-7 on A's Cast. Your home for nonstop A's baseball. A's Total Access starts now.
4: We're getting you ready for A's baseball against the Seattle Mariners. But before we do that, heavy hearts around the country because of what has happened down in Texas. It is just so hard to believe and to know about the children, their families, and our hearts, our thoughts, our prayers go out to them. Just absolutely horrific. And when we think about our broadcast today, We're just hoping maybe the one thing that we can provide for you is a distraction. As we will have A's baseball, we will have the A's against the Seattle Mariners and we head to T-Mobile Park now. Uh, Ken Korak, I I, I don't know what to say. Uh, We just got done doing A's Cast Live, doing a live talk show. Obviously, it is not easy to broadcast on days like this. And once again, just your thoughts and prayers can go out to the families.
2: Yeah, and it's just so sickening, Chris. And unfortunately, we've been talking about it too much in the United States of America, which, you know, to many people is the greatest country on earth. But it happens all too often in our country and more than it happens in any other country, Chris. So unless something is done about it, you know, the the sad part of it is that, you know, thoughts and prayers are great and all that, but not solving the problem.
4: No, it's not. And obviously what we can be today and going forward for the next few days is a distraction away from the news that is so horrific.
2: And we've tried to do that over the years, Chris, and, you know, we'll carry on. And I think that uh, that was our focus during the pandemic, uh, that if we could provide some entertainment and a way for people to get, um, you know, an escape or a diversion, uh, then we'll try to do that. But that doesn't hide the fact that uh, we have issues, I think, that need to be addressed.
4: And one thing that you think about the A's tonight going into this game is for Cap, who has thrown the ball really well as last three starts, a 2.81 ERA. And that's really what the A's need. They need the good starts to get them into the bullpen. They do not want to play catch-up. They're just not built for that offensively.
2: No, they're not, and they've, they've come alive a little bit offensively, Chris, from the standpoint that they're batting 261 for their last half dozen games, and that's a, a marked improvement because they were buried with the team batting average for quite some time. So uh, they have some guys that are trending in the right direction. As you and I have said many times, you'd like to see the ball leave the ballpark with a little more frequency. The other thing is I think Caprillian is ready to take off right now. Uh, late start to the season as you know because of the injury and then his first rehab start was on April 15th so these kind of feel that he's at a point right now where he should be approaching the kind of form you would expect from him during the regular season
4: yeah I mean you think about him as a competitor and a guy that's dealt with so many injuries it's like he truly knows how every sp- You know, when you lose so many starts because of injury, he truly understands how precious each start is.
2: Yeah, he's a great kid, and you're right. I think that he has that kind of perspective, Uh, Chris. He was down in the dugout this morning, or not this morning, this afternoon at about 3 o'clock, and he came out, and he was just looking around the field. He was watching the Mariners take batting practice, and I think you're exactly right. Based on what he's been through, it's been quite a journey for him. And he's talked about it quite a bit, and I think he does uh, cherish these opportunities that he gets.
4: Yeah, no no doubt, and hopefully he has a solid start for the A's because, boy, do they need it. All right, have a very good call, Ken. We'll talk to you after the game.
2: Okay, buddy, thanks.
4: Coming up next, you didn't get to hear it on A's Cast Live. We didn't air any of our guests. Uh, we're going to save them, but you're going to hear part of a conversation that we'll replay on Thursday. I think he does an outstanding job on MLB Network. Longtime executive general manager Dan O'Dowd will join us next, right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron
6: Mark your calendars. Fireworks are returning to the Coliseum on Friday, June 3rd, after the A's host the Boston Red Sox.
2: And that swung on it high in the air down the left field line, deep in the corner. A Rosa Rainer right down the line. Fair
6: or foul. After the game, fans will have the chance to head out onto the field to enjoy a post game fireworks show presented by UBO Business Services. Don't miss your chance to see game one of the A's Red Sox series and the best fireworks display in the Bay. Tickets are available at athletics.com.
0: improve your gas mileage and save money with fuel system cleaner from o'reilly auto parts right now get two bottles of lucas fuel injector cleaner for just ten dollars plus earn double o rewards points and get your next reward even faster for a clean lubricated more efficient fuel system stop by o'reilly auto parts today or shop online at o'reillyauto.com oh, oh, oh,
3: O'Reilly
0: auto parts This is A's Total Access.
4: Well, you're going to hear part one of our conversation with Dan O'Dowd, former general manager. You now see him on MLB Network and talking about a lot of different things, including the Oakland A's.
7: We're all a byproduct of our life experiences. Even as a GM, my life experience in the markets that I was in will be different from other GMs in the markets and the ownership groups they've been around what I try to do though from day one is be transparent with my thoughts um, recognizing as you said how difficult the job is uh, but also you know calling it as I see it based upon how I look at it which doesn't make it be right but it's simply you know my thoughts on a given area I've never done the job trying to position myself to do another job in the game I've tried to be as honest and forthright with my opinions And recognizing that there are going to be some people that accept that and and understand where I'm coming from. Some will get angry. But people like Billy, who's a dear friend of mine, too, he'll get that. He'll get, you know, that, uh, you know, Dan is speaking from the heart about how he looks at a particular situation and what his thoughts are on. it. I always wanted the the viewer or the audience to come away with a feeling that I'm, I'm being authentic with them. Right or wrong, I'm trying to be as authentic as I possibly can
4: You know, and you think about the situation, you know, you understand what you've done in your career when you're a team trying to get a new ballpark, building a new ballpark, as you did all those years in Cleveland, you know, where Billy and David are right now is such a tough situation because all of these years of trying to win and winning, but it's always the unknown, right? There's always the carrot out there about the new ballpark, the new ballpark. Now we talk about, a parallel path of either Oakland or Las Vegas. Just talk about for Billy and David, just how tough the job is right now to run the Oakland Athletics.
7: I mean, I I look at it this way. Um, Billy and David have done something that is really unheard of the game. I know that they haven't gone to a World Series or won a World Series, which, by the way, I I don't think is any indication of the quality of a front office within our game because there's skill and luck involved in postseason because of the shorter sample sizes. They've got plenty of teams that could have gone on and won the World Series. Saying that, though, the Billy and David up to this year, every single year, no matter what the circumstances are, always, for the most part, put a very competitive product on the field. They never went back to the foundation roots of tearing something down completely and building it from scratch. I mean, you look at the careers of other executives in the game, and and – No deference or criticism of them at all, but look at Theo Epstein, went to Boston, won, left. He went to Chicago, won, left. David Dombrowski, won in Miami, left to go to Detroit, won in Detroit, left to go to Boston, won in Boston, now is in Philadelphia. You know, there's a, a litany of executives that have won in a given place and then chosen to leave, and that's because, guys, it is so hard to to rebuild an organization to to get to the point where you're going to win and then have to tear it somewhat down again and try to win again. It's, it's emotionally hard. It's physically draining. It's you lose political capital within the, the structure and the environment that you're in and the marketplace you're in. So what David and Billy have been able to accomplish year after year for me is a testimony of how good they are, what they do. I think Billy Bean is a hall of famer for me. I don't care. If he's never won a World Series, I truly feel Billy is a slam dunk Hall of Famer because I think he's changed the way people look at the game. I think Dayton Moore is going through that now in Kansas City. They won. He went through this massive rebuild. They won in Kansas City. Now he's trying to rebuild it again, and it's just hard. And the other part makes it so difficult is that your life experience in the game teaches you, okay, in this given situation we should look at this a certain way, but the game is changing and evolving all the time. And so you have to constantly change and evolve with it. And even though your experience plays a role, your ability to adapt to a current environment is just, it's really challenging. And I, you know, Billy, after doing it for so many years, I'm just, I'm humbled. Um, and he has been able to stick with it. And I'm sure having David by his side makes it a little bit easier but it's still really challenging for those two guys. And this is the first time that I can recall that they've ever really gone into a rebuild. And uh, I'm sure it's painful because no matter how long you've been in the game, you're losing stakes period.
4: You know, in the offseason, season, Perry Manassi and the general manager of the angels talked about how the average team will use 13 starters in a season. And I was like, wow. And then I'm looking at the MLB network notes yesterday and Detroit, Detroit has now tied the Rays and the Rays obviously with a lot of the openers, but Detroit and the Rays have already at the quarter poll used 11 different starters. And I'm thinking, wow, how big can this number get? You're only, I mean, you got a 40 man roster. You can only get so many guys to the big leagues. Like, what are we talking about here with the amount of starters people are going to use in a season? And the number one question for you is, is this sustainable?
7: No, it's not. And um, the Tigers have in a year. I mean, their offense hasn't performed at all, but I mean, they based their foundation on their young starting pitching, you know, Mize, Manning, Ball, and all of them are hurt right now. And um, it just shows you, you know, Kansas City based their rebuild on all the young starting pitching that they drafted, Coar, you know, Lynch, Singer, and pitching is really, really volatile and it's really unpredictable. You know guys, we live in an industry where velocity now makes up so much of how we value players. I just don't think velocity the way it's construed in today's game is sustainable within the pitcher ability to stay healthy. I just don't think it's possible. And I don't I don't think these things are going to change until the industry puts some more emphasis on Command, control, working quickly on the mound, strike throwing ability, changing speeds, pitching the context of your delivery, and not being max effort on every single pitch. I just don't think the body is uh, structured the way it is to you know, withstand the amount of velocity and the max effort tied to that velocity that we're currently seeing in the game. So I don't think it's sustainable.
4: To hear the entire interview, we will play it on A's Cast Live on Thursday. We're back in action from the field at the Coliseum at 4 o'clock. You're listening to A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron. Looking to stay up-to-date on all things A's? Head over to athletics.com slash A'scast. That's athletics.com slash A'scast to listen to A's baseball and full 24-7 coverage of the A's only on A'scast. With a single click, you can stream great shows, live pre- and post-game coverage, and, of course, all the great action of the A's this season. Head to athletics.com slash A'scast today. And now it's time for Jessica Kleinschmidt right here on A's Total Access.
5: Thanks, Tony. Jessica Kleinschmidt here as A's Total Access continues. Joining me today is Mariners outfielder and my friend, Taylor Trammell. Taylor, how are you today, my friend? I'm well. I can't, can't
10: really complain about much. Uh, life is good. Um, healthy, feeling good. And, you know, I get to talk to my friends. So, you know, not too much to complain about.
5: You're also a newlywed. Big Imani yes, fan. How are you guys doing, by the way?
10: doing well she's amazing she actually just got out here last night um so it's always nice to see a refreshing face uh you know during the season so she just got out here so uh you know just pour into her you know just make sure that she's all right with everything
5: so she's she's my world so oh, I love her yeah see and I guess everybody listening will understand why I just adore the Trammell family but I'm so glad that she's out there to see you give her all my love um so knowing the A's um they have this they kind of ride the struggle bus when it comes to playing y'all with the Mariners so what's working for you guys that's really making it difficult for the A's to have any success towards you guys
10: Yeah, we're we're making the right plays at the right times. Um, You know, speaking on yesterday, you know, we had a lot of big hits um, throughout the whole game. Uh, You know, Ty come with a big hit, Uh, Julio come with a big hit. You know, everybody's playing their part. Uh, Cal had a great day yesterday, and uh, you know, also you know making the right pitches as well. Um, You know, even you know, just seeing you know, kind of like some of the backbone of the team, like Paul coming in uh, the night, making getting the job done. You know, it's just, it's just fun, you know, uh, timely hitting and timely pitching, you know, it's just um, working out and everybody's just sitting out here now just doing their job. So it's fun and, uh, you know, it's, it's a good vibe in the clubhouse right now. So it's, it's always good when things are rolling and people are happy.
5: And you mentioned the yeah. good vibe. How important is that to success? I feel like we don't talk about chemistry and the good vibes because it's obviously something you're not going to see on baseball, the baseball reference pages.
10: Absolutely. I feel like if you look at, um, not, not even baseball, with any profession or any any type of trade work or anything like that, the people who are having the most fun usually succeed. Um, you look at all the companies, uh, bigger companies and everything like that. They take care of their employees. Uh, everybody's, everybody's happy. And they thrive on that because when you're in a working environment that is fun, you know, you tend to do a lot better. Uh, so for us, you know, we're having fun, we're laughing. Uh, you got the older guys pouring into the younger guys. Vice versa, like it's just a fun, fun, fun atmosphere.
5: Yeah, you guys are definitely well-rounded, and that's shown. um Last year, you were on one of my other shows, and you said the AL, the A's, were kind of the biggest threat in the AL West. Now, this of course was a lot. Long time before a lot of these moves were made. But in the past, when you're playing the A's, what's something about them that, I don't want to say got you nervous, but impressed you about this team?
10: Um, so, one of the things I meet personally uh, that I see with the A's, uh, it seems like their pitching is, they always have a really a pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, they just have guys that are kind of like under the radar and you can't sleep on them. Uh, you know, uh, every single one is every single one of the pitchers a challenge. Um, and like, I, kind of like I said, you can't, you can't really, can't take any of these guys lightly, just because all of them have really, really good stuff. Um, and you can't really just sleep on it. So that's one thing that you know I've kind of seen with the A's that, for me and my personal, uh, it's not a lot of time playing against them. The relief fishing and everything like that, they, they do a really, really good job, and there's nobody that you really like,
5: can sleep on at all, Yeah, I love that. The, the the not sleeping on thing is the real deal. This is more of a personal question toward you as a player, but I mentioned how well-rounded the team is, and I think y'all are going to figure out, despite this kind of a, a, a drawback, if you will, but what's something that you're personally working on in your game to ensure success and maybe be a positive puzzle piece into the Mariners roster. I'm sorry. Jessica, I
10: can I can hear you that last. Well the uh, that question kind of went out a little bit.
5: No problem. Um, just what's what's something that you're personally working on to kind of add to the maybe a missing puzzle puzzle piece in the Mariners to ensure success for you personally?
10: Uh, for me I'm hitting, you know, I'm keep, uh, trying to be as consistent as possible or uh, at the plate. Um, nothing really too crazy or anything like that. I'm just trying to stay within myself and just be the best player that I can be and as consistent as possible. Um, you know, that's pretty much just swinging the right pitches, taking the right pitches, uh, and then also doing what I do in the outfield, doing what I do out in the field. Um, that's nothing I've ever really, really worried about. Um, so just kind of like being as hard, smart, being myself. Uh, and one of the things like this year is just just being unapologetic with myself. Uh, there's nothing, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like we talked about earlier, I was just having fun. Like, have fun. Yeah. You know, uh, you know I would mean, know, hate to look back at my career and, you know, look at it be bad or sad. or right? Like, uh, no, I'm just going to have fun and do what I do each and every day that I'm out on the field. So, uh, you know, for me, that's kind of like what I'm going to do. Uh, just having Saturday as much fun as possible out here.
5: Yeah, well, your authenticity is one of my favorite things about you, so I, I firmly agree that's been a happiness and, and positive to your success. And, yeah, Ace fans, if you're listening, do not hit it anywhere near Tremel because he will take it from you. Um, that's my scouting report.
4: Jessica Kleinschmidt right here on A's Total Access. Up next, we got the Community Spotlight with Vince Catronio.
0: Like sports, business is about winning
6: Mark your calendars. Fireworks are returning to the Coliseum on Friday, June 3rd, after the A's host the Boston Red Sox.
2: And that swung on it high in the air, down the left field line, deep in the corner. A Rosa Rainer right down the line, fair. Or-
6: After the game, fans will have the chance to head out onto the field to enjoy a post-game fireworks show presented by UBO Business Services. Don't miss your chance to see game one of the A's Red Sox series and the best fireworks display in the Bay. Tickets are available at athletics.com.
8: Trade pros, whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a thousand locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools and supplies, our pro pickup and samer next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you.
7: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
0: is a's total access
3: they began their organization out of a san jose garage nearly 20 years ago and now operation care and comfort supports the military and their families through a variety of services and as memorial day approaches when we honor those who served and made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms julie de maria co-founder and president of operation care and comfort tells us how she starts each day with a specific goal.
9: Our mission statement's pretty simple. It's that we just, we support troops, veterans, and military families. And the thing that's a little bit different about us is that we don't have any parameters post 9-11 troops or or just gold star families or just the wounded or it's anybody that served in the military period or is serving. And that includes our beloved gold star families. So, you know, we we will do things like, uh, you know, the monthly care packages, we adopt military units. Currently we have about 40, 45 different units, which could be anyone from a group from, you know, 10 to thousands, um, you know, like on a ship. And we adopt these units and they get our care packages every single month until they come home. That's our first one. And they're to forward deployed troops. So, so what's going on right now, Ukraine, Russia, we have, Forty thousand new troops in Russia, from what I understand. Well, we're shipping to about five or six different addresses in Poland, Slovakia, Germany, that are there just to support what's going on there. So that's in addition to, you know, the, the troops that are still in the Middle East and Africa and um, you know Asia that we're also supporting. But we also have, you know, our great tickets program where um, we give free tickets to troops, veterans and their families as well as gold star families and uh, there's no service charges we get the tickets you know donated to us but we also buy blocks of tickets and those tickets are also free no service charges we want to send as many troops and their family members to games as possible and then our last program is, is a support program we've paid bills for, for military and veterans. We have an anonymous program during the militaries where you can adopt a family. It is anonymous, but it's a it's a true military or veteran family that's vetted by the military or the VA or um, a veteran service organization. And I mean, we, just what we do is if you need support you're in the military, you contact us. And, and if we can do anything, we do it.
3: The website, OCC-USA.org is chock full of information and how the public can get involved with Operation Care and Comfort. One of the ways are 10 ways to help, and Julie explains how easy it is to participate.
9: That started literally 20 years ago because, you know, we. The, one of the things that we're, we're the most proud of is that we allow volunteers age 5 and up. Now, have you ever heard of that? Anyone that insane <laughs> to allow hundreds of kids to come out and help? Well, I love it. And so what we would do is we put a list together because uh, it's almost like a scavenger hunt where these kids could go around the house and look for some of the items that are there, like hotel toiletries that everybody takes. Um, you know, everybody, if you, if you donate to a charity, you get a million pens and, you know, notepads. People read the newspaper, they still do. You know, they can save the funny papers and, you know, the puzzle pages and we put those in um what we call a stationary pack that we send in our care packages i mean everybody has movies that oh my god my kids would say this is the best movie you know can we ever can we buy it and they'd watch it one more time everybody has a million dvds that they never watch well we take those and we send those overseas um i mean everybody i'm telling you has a treasure trove in their home of things that could go to troops overseas or even veterans here at home that are um, homeless veterans, hospitalized veterans, veterans that are newly um, housed. I mean, we we do it all.
3: Aside from making donations or volunteering, Operation Care and Comfort has two upcoming events that the public can join in.
9: On June 12th, Sunday, June 12th, so the, the weekend before Friday, We have a really fantastic charity poker tournament with the san jose giants organization it's at the ballpark in san jose and um, we have really great silent auction and raffle prizes um, so folks can shop early for father's day but one of the things that we're really proud of is that every sponsorship for that allows troops and veterans to play for free and um, i never want to see troops and veterans pay for anything that's the way i look at it so every sponsorship will allow them to come and have a great time. And I'm telling you, last year, out of the top nine, I think eight were either troops or veterans. It was so awesome. And then, uh, September 30th up in the North Bay in Fairfield, we have a brand new, uh, golf, charity golf classic, the Franklin, um, distillers charity golf classic. And uh, it's up in in Fairfield, and we would love um, people to participate with that. It's gonna be an epic event, Um, and we're really looking forward to uh, the inaugural Charity Golf Classic up here in Fairfield.
3: Countless men have played Major League Baseball, also served in the military, dating back to World War I. An important connection as MLB helps support the armed forces.
9: There's such a long history of the military and baseball. I mean, World War Two. you know, look how many players went into the military. And, you know, Willie Mays and, you know, all these, you know, wonderful players uh, historically. And the thing is that, you know, it's smart to support the military because I'm telling you, there's you're creating a new generation of fans. And I can't tell you how many people laugh because let's say they're from Boston Okay, they, you know, they love their Red Sox, but their kids first game was an A's game. And guess what? Their kids become (laughs) A's fans, much to the disappointment of maybe the parents. But I mean, we have created so many uh, Bay Area fans with the programs that we do. And um, as far as with the tickets, it's super important. It's important for the players to also understand that they do have, um, you know, they're lucky that they're in a country that these folks have supported where they can play baseball and they can do that for a living. And what I love about working with the A's and the Giants, you know, and all and the Warriors, all of the Bay Area teams, they've all done care packages with us. They've had players there. We've sent out thousands of care packages thanks to our partnerships with our Bay Area and Northern California sports teams. I mean, even the Sacramento teams work with us on all of that. So we're very blessed. We worked hard to build those relationships and we really do treasure uh, the relationships we have with them.
3: You can learn more about Operation Care and Comfort at OCC-USA.org. And to hear the entire conversation, go to athletics.com slash cast.
1: Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet, not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections,
3: Ashby
0: Lumber. Ray Malhotra here for eBay Motors.
8: If you have a small business, Staples has your sign. Banners for my bakery? Staples has your sign.
5: Oh, posters for my new pet store.
8: Floor decals for pharmacy. Everyday Staples associates help every kind of small business create bold signs to make big impressions. And now get $10 off custom signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. This is your sign. So print it big at Staples. N72. Visit staplesconnect.com/thisisyoursign for details.
3: He swings and flies one to right. Deep in the corner. Marisna giving chase at the wall. And out it goes for Jed Lowry.
1: A's cast is your 24-7 destination for A's baseball. Visit athletics.com slash A's cast for on-demand and live coverage of the Oakland A's. Now back to A's total access presented by Chevron.
4: Time now for the stat of the day brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Out of town, scoreboard no longer in the pre. We're going to do a stat of the day, and my stat of the day is happy birthday to our own Bartolo Colon, former athletic Barty, turns 49 today. Can you believe it? Who's ever going to forget April 18, 2012, when he threw 38 straight strikes Against the Angels. Remember that down at the Big A? That was absolutely incredible. And if you think about his career, the oldest guy ever to hit his first career home run. He did that at the age of 42. And how about 200-inning seasons? Back in 1998, it was his first 200-inning season as a pitcher. He was 25 years old. His last one came at the age of 41 in 2014 as a New York Met. What a career. Happy birthday, Bartolo Coloni is 49 today time now for the injury report brought to you by Kaiser Permanente Remind you to stay safe stay positive and stay healthy visit kp.org today here's Mark Kotze on Ramon Laureano
11: yeah you know he
3: didn't it just didn't make enough improvement um so we actually sent him to get us
8: uh, an x-ray uh, this afternoon just to make sure we didn't miss anything um, and he, he still was able to go through some activities. Um, you know, that's we pitched around him last night, defense. Um,
10: but in terms of the, the progress, just, you know, want to make sure we just verify that there's nothing that we didn't that we missed.
4: Ooh, that's not good. And hopefully uh, he's going to be back soon. You hate to miss injury after missing all that time because of the suspension. I hope he is back as soon as possible. Definitely one one of the guys that lights the fire under this ball club. Up next, part two of our conversation with Dan O'Dowd from MLB Network right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron.
0: Like sports, business is about winning
2: you're listening to the A's Total Access Show.
4: Well, earlier today we taped Dan O'Dowd, and you're going to hear it on Thursday. Our full show will be back from the field. That will be at 4 o'clock. And we talked to him today Dan O'Dowd, longtime executive and Major League Baseball GM, now with MLB Network. Why is it so hard to build a consistent bullpen?
7: Well, again, it's the it's the biggest area of volatility uh, on your roster building process, and bullpen arms are more unpredictable than any other um, projection performance projection of any other uh, subset on your team for the simple reason most bullpen guys are guys that have been failed starters, not failed, but their their pitch mix and their ability to you know throw more than two pitches or command their fastball exceptionally well. Then we've gotten into a game now where um, pitch tunneling and pitch selection has become and pitch shaping has become such a part of the dialogue. I mean, there's more breaking ball pitches thrown in our game than fastballs anymore, and the amount of stress that you're putting on the arm to be able to throw high-velocity sliders, for example, is incredible. Now topple that with usage patterns of bullpens year in and year out, where guys are throwing a ton of max effort pitches in high leverage situations. So there's a tremendous amount of stress level and the workload is enormous. Like I, Tampa's done an incredible job with their bullpen year in and year out. Look at the amount of injuries of players that they had in that bullpen just two years ago or three years ago. Um, they, they can't sustain health. There's just no way to sustain health at this level of velocity, the amount of, of of dynamic breaking balls are now throwing in the game and the way they're being used and the amount of innings and pitches they're being asked to suck up through the course of a, a 1,440 inning pitch season. It's just, it, it's impossible for one health. Number two, the sustainability of the performance because of those factors.
4: I love talking about the business of baseball with you. Cause you get it. Cause a lot of people just look at baseball as players and the players numbers and that's why I bring up Juan Soto. I live in Silicon Valley. I grew, You know, I've been around. I've been here watching Silicon Valley right. grow for all these years, right? So when people tell me about Juan Soto and how much that he is worth, I just go, listen, baseball, where it's going now, I believe we're a content platform now. That's why Apple, Peacock, right. Amazon, Hulu, They just they need games. They need programming. So if you're going to tell me one player – is worth 500 million dollars i'm like what's the return on investment the days of your cable deals are going away i understand he's great you can compare him to ted williams or whatever but how can one player generate that much revenue for you is it possible is anybody really worth that kind of money can that player give you the return on investment
7: well, I think if you look at it historically, Jeff, the bottom line is is that anytime you have uh, 25% of your payroll tied up into any more than three players, those teams rarely ever, if at all, win at the major league level. So he is only as he's a great player, but it's it's the the total asset allocation of payroll. So if you take a model that you're going to spend 50% of your revenue on. Um, on on major league payroll and Juan Soto hypothetically is going to take up 50 million, of that. say it's a 10 year deal at $50 million a year. Then you're, you're ultimately, you're going to have to have a revenue base that your, your, your payroll is going to have to be pushing somewhere between 350 and $400 million to be able to put a model in place where his particular salary doesn't destroy your capability of surrounding him with 24 other or 25 other players that allows you to ultimately have sustained success. You know, I'm not saying that he's not that valuable. All I'm saying is that in context to the development of a team, it's really, really problematic to play any player that large a percentage of your overall payroll. Again, unless your payroll capabilities are through the roof and we've never seen those type of consistent payrolls or if at all in our, in the history of our game.
4: We'll play both sides of it. If you have him as the player, or you're the GM that wants to acquire him, what do you think he's worth and how would you handle it?
7: Well, the closer they get to his free agency years, his worth is going down dramatically. If the Washington baseball team, the Nationals, do not feel they can sign him, they're faced with a crippling decision. And I say this, you could trade Juan Soto for the greatest group of prospects that there is in the game, and more than likely, none of those prospects will ever come close generating the type of war value that he can in your roster construction. Saying that, if you have no capabilities assigning him to the the dollars that you mentioned or anything close to that, then you have to build your team in the aggregate. You have to be able to say, okay, how many good young players can we get back? How many do we feel has a chance to turn impact? How many do we feel are a chance to be solid contributors? And then how do we allocate the rest of the resources to build a 26-man roster that can compete for a championship without having that particular individual be one of the best players on that roster. If you're the acquiring club, you have to go through that same exact thought process.
4: To hear the entire interview, go to athletics.com slash acecast, and we will play the entire interview on Thursday, Acecast Live. The show will start at 4 o'clock. Up next, Ken Korak and Scott Emerson right here on Ace Total Access, brought to you by Chevron.
0: A Honda is more than just a vehicle. It's a gateway to spring adventure. Start your adventures with Honda. The brand owners are calling the most fun to
3: drive. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 2.9% APR on a 2022 Honda Accord, Civic, or HRV. New vehicles are arriving daily at a local Honda dealer. Start your spring adventure today at your Northern California Honda dealer.
10: See dealer for financing details. Excludes Civic SI 2021 ACSI survey of customers rating the performance of their own automobiles.
0: This is A's Total Access.
2: On a Tuesday in Seattle, it's the middle game of this three-game series, the A's and the Mariners, and A's pitching coach Scott Emerson is with us. And Emo, you're building a great career and a a great reputation around the game as a pitching coach. How did all that begin for you? And you look back on your career, and, and can you point to maybe one or two people who really were instrumental for you?
11: Man, I could point to a lot of people in my life. Uh, You know, my brother was influential. Uh, He he coached me when I was little. Uh, Rich Chanault, my high school coach. Larry Smith, my junior college coach at Scottsdale Community College. But, you know, a lot of my... Pitching legends, I, I will say, you know, are in this organization. Ron Romanek, uh, Gil Patterson, uh, the great Kurt Young, uh, who was an amazing pitching coach here in the big leagues for us. Uh, Rick Peterson I, I played for and I still talk to every now and then to this day. Uh, you know, those guys are very in- instrumental in what I do. Uh, Marty Demerit, who's now the rehab coordinator of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, uh and, and of course the great Keith Lippman the farm director here so uh, those guys you know really influenced my career but overall the A's style of pitching uh, what we've done here what uh, the A's have had you know since uh, Bob Cluck to, to Rick Peterson who passed the torch to Kurt to Romanic, back to Kurt and, and what Gil Patterson and Ron Romanic have done as coordinators and we just tried to build off of that and uh, you know I'm a disciple of them for sure and try to keep the Oakland A's tradition of pitching.
2: Now you've really piqued my interest. How would you define, Emo, the A's style of pitching?
11: Well, you know, it's always been, you know, and I, I, you know, talk about it all the time of hitting's time and pitching is disruption of time, but pounding the strike zone, you look at the great pitchers that the Oakland A's have had and Dave Stewart and, and Bob Welch and Dennis Eckersley and those guys, that's that's kind of when I grew up, not to say that they're old or, or, or what, but, uh, you know, that's the era that uh, Mike Moore and, and those type of guys and, and Storm Davis back in the day. And then, you know, when I first got over here as a coach, you, you had... Uh, Hudson Mulder and, and Zito and Joe Blanton and Rich Harden and and all these guys that uh, you know were really good major league pitchers and and the style had always been attack the strike zone with your best stuff uh, exploit the hitters weaknesses use that great changeup and in that breaking ball for chase
2: now you lived the early part of your life in Baltimore and then you were drafted by the Orioles when you were a, a young pitcher coming up did you come in contact with some of the Orioles legendary pitchers?
11: Yeah, I actually did. You know, my uh, my second year coach and my pitching idol was Scott McGregor and uh, I was coaching in the New York Penn League and he was coaching in the New York Penn League and I, I got to meet McGregor. He probably doesn't remember, but it was you know one of those highlights of, of my life. And then uh, the great Ken Singleton, I met him uh, when he was uh, in New York, obviously doing radio and TV. And and I told Ken Singleton, I said, I think I got more at-bats as Ken Singleton than you actually have as Ken Singleton.
2: <laughs> That's great stuff. All right, Emo and uh, Chris Townsend, will throw things over to you.
4: That is awesome. All right, coming up next, it's A's baseball. It's the A's and the Mariners, game two of the three-game set from T-Mobile. And I'll talk to you
3: after the ball game.
2: You and Buddy are enjoying your walk when?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I smell that, too. (laughs) I know. Don't blame it on
8: the dog. I hear that hissing, too. Maybe it's a cat. No,
2: dude. A sulfur-like odor and hissing can be signs of a natural gas leak. Natural gas lines can be buried anywhere. If you suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas.
3: Thanks, Deep Voice Narrator.
2: You're welcome, dude. (laughs) You too, buddy. Progressive presents Married to Your Home.
0: I'm such a screw-up.
1: What? House? Why would you talk like that?
0: How are you even with a house without a walk-in closet?
1: Stop. You have more than enough storage.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: And the unfinished basement.
1: Gross. We'll finish it eventually. Together.
2: No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
6: Mark your calendars. Fireworks are returning to the Coliseum on Friday, June 3rd after the A's host the Boston Red Sox.
2: And that swung on it. High in the air down the left field line, deep in the corner. A Rosa Reina right down the line. Fair
6: or... After the game, fans will have the chance to head out onto the field to enjoy a post-game fireworks show presented by UBO Business Services. Don't miss your chance to see Game 1 of the A's Red Sox series and the best fireworks display in the Bay. Tickets are available at athletics.com.